Well, good morning. How about you turn around and say hello to the folks around you? Go ahead and introduce yourself to who you're around. Great to be with you this morning. Again, a word of welcome uh, to the men who are here at Mass now, who have been with us all weekend on the men's silent retreat. It was a real gift to be with you this weekend. I pray that your transition home is filled with grace. I'm also uh, just moved uh, to um, invite you to pray with me, these three new priests who are going to be on the island this week coming. It's, a, it's just a joy to see them. Uh, Father Davis ordained back home in Uganda. Father Matthew, Father Joseph, local guys from Homa and Berg. And they're all three going to be on the island this week. And uh, I just ask that you pray for them. Uh, I was uh, at their ordination last weekend. And gosh, all week I have been brought into that grace. I was reminded at their ordination of my own ordination. And I've been kind of sitting in those memories all week. Specifically, uh, the week before I was ordained, 22 years ago, I, uh, I wanted to get to know my bishop, Bishop Jarrell, a little bit more. I, I did not know him well. He eventually left our diocese to go to Lafayette. He's now since retired. But I did not know him when I was in the seminary. And, um, well, I was about to be ordained, and I wanted to get to know the guy who was going to make me a priest. So I called his office, made an appointment, and asked if we could go to dinner. And as we were at dinner, at the end of the meal, after we had kind of had to get to know each other, I asked him at the end of dinner a question. Here's a question. I said, Bishop Jarrell, you've been a priest for a number of years. What advice would you give to me who's about to be ordained? I'm not asking you as a bishop. I'm asking you as a priest who's got some, some, some seasoned years under you. What advice would you give me as I'm about to be ordained a priest? And this is what he said. Teach people how to fail. Teach people how to fail. And I looked at him with the same look that many of you have right now on your face as you're looking at me, right? Like that doesn't make sense, right? Now I'm going to paraphrase what he said because I don't remember all the words exactly. But he said something to the effect of this. Most people are just doing the best they can. Most people are just trying to get through life. Every person, we, we all do this, right? We take one step close to God. We take one step back. There are times in life when God feels close. Sometimes in life when He feels far away. There are going to be moments in our life where we do good things. And there are going to be moments when we fail. And when we fail, He said... Teach people how to not be afraid of God. Teach people that as soon as they fail, not to be afraid to turn back to Him. He said, teach people in their failure how to be with God. Amen? Amen. <laughs> teach people how to fail. This past week was a, a beautiful week. I, 
had some extended time to pray. And I've been thinking about 22 years of priesthood. Hear this the right way. I've been thinking about 22 years of failure. I was thinking about all the failure in the last 22 years. All the bumps along the road or the good ideas that didn't pan out. Uh, my personal sin, my own shortcomings, uh, mistakes as a leader, whatever it is. I've been thinking about all of my mistakes. And His fidelity. In all of my failure, He's never failed me. In all of my failure, He's never abandoned me. I don't know if I've taught anybody how to fail, but I know that He has, he has taught me how to fail. And I remain deeply grateful for His mercy. Amen? Amen. Teach Him how to fail. We all have weeds in our heart. Amen? Gospel today. Jesus is talking about the weeds. There's one thing every one of us has in common. It's failure. Every one of us in here knows what Bishop Gerald said to me. Every one of you in here is trying to do the best you possibly can. Every one of us in here knows what it's like to celebrate the wheat, the good things, right here. And every one of us in here is attuned to the weeds that are here. And if Jesus Christ could say something to you today about the weeds, if God could encourage you with your failure, would that be worth listening for? just for the next 10 minutes. Jesus says there's a sower, there's a farmer, and He says in His farm, there's wheat growing and there's weeds growing. Of course, His slaves, they want to pull it all out, and He says, no, don't do that. Let me, let me show you why. Go with me to the bulletin to page 8. Page 8 in the bulletin. I want to just show you a picture. Page 8 in the bulletin. Image number 1. That's what wheat looks like in its infancy. It looks a lot like grass. It looks a lot like weeds, right? So, tares, that's the weed that often grows next to wheat. The tares, the weeds, they look just like the wheat. And so in its infancy, if you rush too fast to pull up what you think are the weeds, you actually may be pulling up wheat, right? That's what Jesus is talking about in the gospel today. I just wanted you to see it, right? So Jesus knows that in every one of our hearts, every one of us, me, me included, I'm just I'm in this with you. Every one of us, right here in the farm, there's wheat growing and there's weeds growing. Now, all summer long, we've been talking about the art of living. I want to bring you back to that, right? Just to, to kind of put it all into context, right? This chair, this summer, we have said that this chair is God. And we have said all summer that our ultimate desire is to live where? We, want to want, we all want to live in 
the chair. And we have said this summer together, like how we live determines where we live. How we live our ordinary life, the pace we live our life, um, the stress we have in our life, the people we have in our life, the ordinary human decisions, how we live determines where we live, right? How we live determines where we live. We might get pulled out the chair, or we can live in such a way that we stay in the chair. How we live determines where we live. But the chair and the weeds. When I think about my failure, I think that it's my, my opinion, my perception, my attitude toward my failure. It doesn't pull me out the chair. Watch me. I, I, push, I push out the chair. I push away from him. Why? Page 8, image number 2. Page 8, image number 2. What's a lens? A lens, it's your glasses, right? A lens is what you look through, and the shape of the lens dramatically affects your perception of reality. That's what a lens is. Most men, if I can speak to the men today, ladies, uh, I apologize, I don't have a real applicable example. Maybe this is for you. Maybe you can just pray for your husband. Here's most men. Most men see themselves through an inordinate lens of weeds or wheat. Let me explain. Many men, maybe not all of us, but me, for sure, I am very aware of all of my failure in life. I have to be reminded of some of my success, but I am acutely aware of my failure. And sometimes when I see myself, the lens, when I see me, I see all of my failure stacked up together, and all of my failure, the sum of my failure, the whole of my failure, that's the, the lens through which I see me. Or some men have this imaginary guy in their head. And it's what they should be doing in life. It's what they should look like. It's what they should act like. It's what they should be like. And it's nothing but wheat. That guy doesn't exist. And many men stand positioned in comparison in life. We compare ourselves to that guy, all of the weeds, or we compare ourselves to that guy, this fantasy of nothing but wheat. I don't like my weeds. I don't like my failure. And so as I'm here... I'm inching here. I sit here. I don't like my weeds. And the way that I look at life, the lens through which I see myself, I see myself through, I don't like weeds. And I'm here in the chair, and I'm afraid 
that He sees me through the same lens. So when Jesus sees me, does He see me the same way? Number three on page eight. Look at number three. How we see determines who we see. Say that with me. How we see determines who we see. One more time. How we see determines who we see. I've had to rediscover Jesus this week. I'm ashamed to say that. I'm a priest for God's sake. I'll be honest with you. I've had to rediscover Jesus. Because Jesus, He doesn't wear my lenses. Jesus, when He looks at me, Jesus does not have the same set of eyes that I do. Jesus. You want us to pull out the weeds? No, no, just leave them there. I got it. Jesus is like, I'm, I'm not panicking that you have weeds and wheat together. The farmer. Jesus. Let me tell you about wheat and weeds. You don't get on a cross for wheat. You get on a cross for the weeds. Could he do anything else to more graphically show us that he is unafraid of weeds? Can He do anything more graphic to show us that He will do whatever it takes even in our failure? Who is He? Well, He's certainly not somebody who's afraid of my weeds or failure. Let me tell you who He is. Jesus. I've had to rediscover who He is. If I'm going to live here, if we're going to live here, we almost have to rediscover who He is and so who is Jesus? Image number four on page eight. Image number four on page eight. Now that image is a picture of Jesus and he's pulling out a big redfish in Grand Isle. That's what his hand is on right there, right? He's got a big redfish under the water, big trout, right? That's what it is. Just kidding. That's the image of Jesus. Peter has fallen in the water. Peter was walking on the water and all of a sudden Peter got really in touch with his weeds and he sinks in the water and Jesus is sticking his hand to pull Peter out the water. Just look at, look at the image just for a second. Just look at it. This is the image I used with the guys on the men's retreat this weekend. his hand. Just look at that hand. There's strength in the hand, but it's almost invitational. Look at Jesus' smile. Peter's drowning. Looks like Jesus is laughing. <laughs> Jesus is not upset with Peter's failure. He's like, hey, hey, I'm coming to get you. 
That's who he is. That's Jesus. That's who he is. And when you and I have the courage, the desire, the initiative to, to try to live here, and I don't like my failure, and we don't like our weeds, he's like, hey, calm down. Relax. How do you feel about your weeds? And how do you feel about him with your failure? Today at Mass, we're going to offer stuff. I'm going to offer Mass. I'm going to offer bread and wine in the sacrifice of this Mass. Maybe we could all offer those lenses today. Maybe we could just put all that at the foot of the cross. Maybe we can take our disdain of our weeds, our hatred of our weeds. We don't like to fail. Maybe we could put all that right here. Put a bunch of glasses around the cross today. A bunch of weeds around the cross. And that we might rediscover who Jesus is. He's a God who loves not only our wheat, but a God who is with us in the weeds. Amen.